Welcome to episode 108 of Amen Brother Ben. It's the podcast that keeps you focused on God and acting like Jesus and keeping the first things first. That's uh, the series that we're in in this first part of 2021, talking about Jesus's command for us to make disciples. So we've been revisiting uh, a, a set of videos that we put out last year between myself and Pastor Randy about the different phases of discipleship. We hope that you enjoy this latest one. All right, well, this week we are talking about how to disciple someone and the different phases of these apprentice or discipleship relationships that are our one job. We got one job, right? basically, as, as Christians. And so here with uh, my discipler, uh, Pastor Randy, and we, are, uh, we, we talked yesterday about um, phase one or whatever, which is praying. You pray humility and you, right. uh, you pray for these specific types of relationships. But today I want to talk about the initiate phase, mm-hmm. what it means to start this. Now you've prayed, you kind of know, you you think you know. Uh, and by the way, sometimes you're like, I don't know where God's leading me. Sometimes you have to do a little trial and error. Right. You have to figure out that, you know... Uh, that maybe the voice of God that you think is the voice of God may not always be the voice of God. Um, so you want to, a lot of times that will be uh, confirmed or denied through right. your prayers, through your actual experiences. So how do we initiate these type of relationships in our life, discipleship? This is where, this phase is where I've changed the most over the last 10 years. Yeah. Used to, I would walk up to somebody and go, I am the great Randy Hinn. You are nothing. Let me disciple you. Let me bring you into the cosmos. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. So now, say I'm going along. Number one, the hum- humility says to me, I don't want to do this. Because I know how much time investment it is. I know how hard it is. I know how painful it can be. There's nothing worse than having somebody that you disciple commit some stupid error. And then you're, you have to be there to help them pick up the pieces. So my humility says, I don't want to do this. But then when, if, if I felt, start feeling the desire, if I start feeling the longing as a response of prayer, mm-hmm. then all I do is I say, hey, you know, let, let's, let's spend some time together. Come on over to the house. Yeah. Back when we could meet, I would say, hey, let me meet you at uh, the restaurant in Siler City. Mm-hmm. And all we would do, and, and with no agenda, when I initiate it, if I'm feeling and I don't say anything to anybody, I just pray about it. I may ask one of my prayer partners, say, hey, I'm getting ready to go have lunch with so-and-so. I may, I'm getting ready to have them over. Uh, will you just pray that it will just be clear and be known? And then all you're doing is just hanging out. You're, you're clicking. And, and, and I don't know about you, and I don't know about our listeners, but there's never a time that I'm hanging out with somebody that something spiritual doesn't come up. It just—it's just—it's a part of life, if right? If you're a Christian, it's who you are, right? And so that—that kind of just finds its way into the conversation. And by the way, this is not because I'm a preacher. I remember this with my mom and dad. My mom and dad—I don't know if they ever called it discipleship, but they did a lot of discipleship. Yeah. And they would just have people over to the house, feed them dinner, and it was like—it was not like mom and dad tried or forced it. Let me tell you about my Jesus. You know, it was never—never yeah. never that. Yeah. It was just, hey, these conversations come up. Like for example. With this corona thing, how can you not meet with somebody and not talk about the spiritual con- aspects yeah. of the coronavirus? Yeah. What is God trying to tell us? What is, mm-hmm. And as you talk to them and those spiritual things come up, you need to be paying attention. Because what happens is if God's calling you to disciple somebody, they may not agree with you on everything, but there is a, a common ground. Yeah. 
there is a unity. And if you're, and if, say you're meeting with somebody and you're trying to check out whether you're supposed to disciple them or, or they're discipling you and everything like that, and you just have two diametrically opposed ideas that are not compatible with each other, that may be God saying, eh. Maybe not. Wait, or, or wait. Yeah. Wait till I've humbled them or wait till I've humbled you yeah. to the point where you're open to new ideas. But, you know, you meet with somebody and they're just like, this is the way it is. This, there's no way to change my mind. That's, that's not a discipleship relationship. The whole point of a discipleship relationship is changing our mind so that our heart is changed and so that our action is changed. Two thoughts I had I want to make sure that we, we bring up, too, as, as far as this goes. One is, um, and this is not specifically in the Bible. Neither of these I don't think are specifically in the Bible, but they make, they make sense. And, and so uh, one of them is I don't think that... Uh, unless you're a husband and wife, a guy and girl can disciple each yeah. other. That type of relationship, that type of closeness, <laughs> that crosses some boundaries right. if you're not married. Now, again, I think it's fine if you both are not married and just knowing that this may end up being, you know, us getting romantically involved. Well, but, for example, my wife came to me for a discipleship type uh, relationship in regards to her finances. Mm-hmm. And, but... I recognize going, I think I may even have said something to you that, hey, pray for me because anytime you have that type of interaction with somebody, that that has the tendency to lead to other yeah. feelings. And another thing that I think falls into that same area of a general rule with exceptions uh, would be that the, the Timothy in the relationship should be the one that most of the time initiates that relationship. Uh, I think... Because the more mature person, mm-hmm. I've, if one of the definitions of maturity is you hear from God better. Right. They may start the initial. Right. That okay, initial yeah, lunch, yeah, yeah. that initial lunch, mm-hmm. that initial dinner, that initial with boundaries. Because again, if you understand true discipleship, Jesus never made his followers stay with him. Yeah. He. It, it was always by choice. No, he, he said, initiated. He said, yeah. Come. He said, "Come, follow me." Yeah. Right. I will make you fishers of men. But then they were free to leave at any time. And, and you know why we know? Because they did. They left at the cross. Yeah. You know, they, they, they forsook him. They abandoned him. They denied him. And so I just know that for me to hold somebody accountable, it, it's so painful sometimes that they have to volunteer for that. They right. have to want that. Yeah, exactly. So to next video, we're going to talk about, now that you've initiated it, how do you cultivate? How do you tend to and, and grow that discipleship relationship? So we'll see you next time.